Alright, well, this is Jackson Moody with another episode of the Texas Tech Edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Um, so, a uh, more somber episode this week than last week against Houston. Uh, Texas Tech falls to NC State on the road 27-14. There is some reason to not panic. Um, we're going to smile and get through this Texas Tech-NC State recap and then preview this game against Texas this week and then preview really feels like Big 12 conference play really gets started. Kansas and West Virginia have already played, but we got three Big 12 games on the slate. Um, yeah, disappointing weekend. Uh, disappointing Saturday night. Uh, looked forward to it all day. It was a tough game to watch. There were questionable decisions by the players on the field, questionable decisions by the coaches, and obviously a very gruesome injury uh, that we need to take note of as well for Texas Tech. I think the uh, place to start here, though, is uh, pointing out Bryce Ramirez's injury. Um, it was an awful injury. He, he, you know, he, you don't want to go and look up the replay of this one, but it's a truly horrific injury to him. A uh, guy that came here as a walk-on who was making his first start, already had an early sack in the game, was playing really well for Texas Tech this year, fought his way onto the field. Um and then it looks like he definitely broke his leg. I'm no medical expert. He's had two surgeries already. The good news is it seems like he's in good spirits. He was relaying to McGuire right after the injury, just go play, win this game. Um, he was smiling in the tunnel. There's actually a picture of him with a big smile on his face. He was in good spirits. Um, he says he's on his road to recovery. So that's great news. Um, at this point, you can only hope and pray that really it, it's only season end or ending. And this isn't anything that's going to impact him going on for the next year, whether he's here at Tech or not. And that it's not going to impact him in his later life. Because that was a gruesome injury. It was a scary injury for anybody who could see it. Wish ESPN didn't show the replay of it. To their credit, they stopped showing it after the first one. Uh, there weren't many people actually posting the injury, which was good. Um, but just nothing but well wishes to him and his family. Um, getting on a bit more to the game, our defense was great again. Our defense kept us in this game. Tyree Wilson was living in their backfield. I mean, our, our defense was sensational today. Um, how about that play by the rabbit, uh, Adrian Taylor Demerson? Um to punch that ball out at the goal line. It looked like the game was over there. He gave us a, another chance in this game. Really, the defense carried the load. Tyreek, Tyree Wilson with a sack, with two sacks. Uh, Muddy Waters played well. It looks like his injury isn't going to be anything that uh, keeps him out of any games moving forward. Um, so that's really good. Our, our defense shut them down. I mean, you know, I'm going to start with the good here. They held Devin Leary to 121 yards passing, 159 yards passing overall. Uh, they only got 111 yards on the ground. Their leading rusher only got 57 yards. Our front seven looked really good. Our secondary lo looked really good again for the second week in a row. I know our secondary was a bit of a concern after that Murray State matchup. They've gone up against two NFL prospects at quarterback back-to-back -back weeks and have held up very well. Looks like there's a good chance Adrian Fry will return against Texas. That's only going to deepen our depth there. 
Um, he's probably going to be a starter. If not, he's still going to see a lot of meaningful snaps. Um, let's get to some criticisms. And that goes to the offensive side of the ball and special teams. And I, I lost count, uh, but I was at the Texans-Broncos game this past weekend. I, one thing I thought was really cool, they just let the ball go for a touchback. I think our first five kickoff returns, we got the ball up to less than the 25-yard line. That, that, that ain't going to cut the mustard. At that point, you don't have a lethal kickoff returner. We don't. And, and that's okay. You just need to take, an, you, you take the ball at the 25-yard line. Give your offense some room. Don't risk a fumble coming out of there. Drew Holcutt um, at punt returner, muffing his first punt in there. Adrian Fry is returning this week. There's a good chance that he takes over that position. Hopefully we won't see that again. And look, punt returners, kick returners, I don't care if they're taking the ball back to the house. We don't have Jordan Shipley back there. We don't have Deshaun Jackson back there. It's fine if they're not taking the ball to the house. We don't have Devin Hester. I mean... Just don't hurt us on special teams. That's really all I can ask for. And I get Martinez. He's trying to make a play. It seems like he's told to take the ball out. Joey McGuire echoed that today in his uh, press conference that he wants to see guys taking the ball out. I really wish they won it. Um, if you don't have somebody who's lethal back there, take the ball at the 25. Just field the ball. Get a fair catch on the punt or don't field it if it looks like it's going to go into the end zone. Just don't kill your offense. Don't make your defense go back out there. I, I don't think it's worth it when you don't have somebody lethal back there that can get big chunk plays. And right now, I don't think we do. Maybe I'm wrong. It's okay. I'd be happy to be wrong. But we haven't had anybody on special teams that is really lethal from that position in a long, long time. I wish they would just take the touch back. Fair catch it if it's inside the 25, take a knee if it's in the end zone on the kickoffs, and just fair catch it on punts unless you have a ton of time. I mean, that was that, that really set us up poorly. Credit to the defense on that first drive holding NC State to just a field goal. But, man, uh, going, special teams hurt us. Going to the offense, it, Donovan Smith, you know, I, I haven't given up on the guy at all. But he ain't cutting the mustard right now. He, he just isn't doing it right now. I mean, 21 of 36, 214 yards, one pick, two interceptions. He, he got sacked so many times, and our offensive line has been bad. I mean, bad. Um, there were four sacks total, but it wasn't all the offensive line. A lot of it was also covered sacks. Or Donovan Smith's just hanging out in the pocket too long. He, he's, a good, he's a decent runner. He can scramble. He's a good scrambler. Man, there were multiple times where I was just thinking, man, just step up in the pocket, get out to the right side, roll out. If you don't see anything, throw it away. Just don't take a sack. And he did. And, you know, he's a young quarterback. I'm definitely not giving up on him. I'm not giving up on his future, uh, whether that's at Tech or anywhere else. I think he has great potential. I'm not even giving up on this season at all with him at quarterback. I, I mean, we've seen flashes of what he can do. He can be a very good quarterback. There's no doubt about that. He can lead this team, but he's still young. He wasn't operating in the best of situations. Most of the time he had a long field, and he did not have much time in the pocket. 
His receivers didn't help him out a whole bunch either. But, man, these last two games from Donovan Smith, I know he was Big 12 Player of the Week last week, but they were rough. They were really rough. And, and it's okay to be honest about that. doesn't mean he's going to be an awful quarterback. But he did not play well these last two weeks. And that's just honesty. Anybody who saw the game can say that. He's averaging 5.9 yards per completion. I mean, when you're throwing 21 and 36, that's just not going to be good enough. Um, some defense to him. The two interceptions he had, and I don't think that he's our biggest problem on the team either. I think right now that's the O-line. I, and special teams is up there. Some of the play calling is up there. I, I don't want to pile on Donovan Smith. I, I do think he has great potential. But, okay, going through his two interceptions. The first one for a pick six. It In his defense, it looked like there may have been a miscommunication on that route. It looked like there was a miscommunication. I'm not sure if that was a wide receiver running the wrong route, if it was a wide receiver option that they saw different things on, or if Donovan Smith had the wrong route in his mind. But something was off there. The second one, and this is the second straight week that I'm going to say this about Miles Price, he just quit running his route. And Miles Price, I believe, is the best wide receiver on this team. Hands down, I think he's the best wide receiver we have on this team. But, man, you cannot be quitting routes with a young quarterback there. No matter how covered you are, you got to go at least break that those passes up. And that's two straight games that we've had picks where it looked like Miles Price kind of quit on his route. Um, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating, honestly, to see that. Um, I think he's a really good receiver. But, man, we cannot have him stopping on his routes like he did against NC State. Uh, going down the list a bit, really, there, there's not many notable performances out on the offensive end. Miles Price did have a nice 24-yard touchdown, too. Um, that's the good and the bad with him. If, he's, if he runs his routes all the way through, I mean, man, he could be first team, second team, all Big 12 in that slot receiver position without a doubt. Now, going on to some criticisms I have with the coaching in this game, um, there were a few. I think all of us kind of know some of what they were. Going for it on fourth down and long from our from our own, what, 38-yard line or whatever, that, that made no sense with about 13 minutes left in the game. It was fourth and 10 from our own 35. We did not have to do that. Our offense hasn't been moving it well. Even if we completed that, um, which we didn't, we still had 55 yards to go if we got the first down to cut it to a one-possession game. I think that we could have pinned our defense back there. Austin McNamara, he had some bad punts early. He came around. He's not a bad punter. He's a really, really good punter. Um, we're, and sometimes you have some bad punts, as, even as a really, really good punter. And that happened there tonight. I mean, it just wasn't our night um, offensively and special teams-wise. But that going forward on 4th and 10 from our own 35, down 13, and then NC State scoring on a the wide receiver throwing the pass right after that, that was basically the dagger. Now, to our offense's credit, they responded well and drove the ball down the field. But... 
There, there was no reason to go for it there. It didn't make much sense. Uh, another bad decision, I thought, why we ran a QB sneak on third and three made absolutely no sense with our offensive line. I love Donovan Smith and a QB sneak on third and one, third and inches, whatever, not in third and three. And it was third and two and a half, but still, you don't run a QB sneak there. It really just made no sense. Um, that was a bad decision. The other one I saw people angry at is that we didn't take our timeouts. Um, that was mismanagement. Clear as day. That was mismanagement. It was a two-possession game. If we take our timeouts with five, six minutes left, we still have a chance in this one. I think maybe what Joey McGuire was thinking is if we get a stop here, we don't need an onside kick if we have all three timeouts. Um, that seems like that was his strategy there, and then it just didn't pay off because we didn't get the ball back till about two minutes or less to go in the game. And at that point, you need the onside kick no matter what. The other coaching decision I didn't like, uh, this may have been from Zach Kitley, the offensive coordinator, who I'm still high on. Um, it, it's been bad two weeks. I'm still high on. He has a complicated offense. I'm not sure if the starting quarterback is the starting quarterback that he exactly wants in his system or that fits his system the best. Um, not that either aren't good OC or a good quarterback, but I don't know if they're the right fit together. Um, we only ran the ball 13 times in this game. Combined with Sir Roderick Thompson and Taj Brooks. Or to our top two running backs, we only gave it to them 13 times. And we have one of the best one-two punches in the Big 12. We need to be running that ball way more than that. I mean, Taj Brooks, nobody has run well against Houston through the first two games until Kansas did. But Taj Brooks was averaging about 4.2 yards a carry against them when everybody was aver- else was averaging 1.8 yards a carry. I mean, we have got to give that ball to Taj Brooks and Tr- Sir Roderick Thompson. I get it. They Early on in the game, they were stacking the box. They are coming after us. But later in the game, they were bringing three, dropping eight. That would have been a perfect time to give the ball to Thompson and Brooks. Um, but moving on from that, you know, I will say – the coaches know it. The coaches can see the stat lines. They know it better than we do. Um, I, I expect this to be fixed by our next game against Texas. And I think that's a perfect segue. At some point, you just got to flush this game against NC State out of your memories. We were 10.5-point dogs. We lost by 13. We underperformed to the spread by 2.5 points. Um, I think all of us thought this was a game that we could win. Um, but... It wasn't a game that we expected to win. We lost by 13. Our defense played really well. We need to clean a lot up on the offensive side of the ball. But one side of the ball we're still very, very good at. Um, It's the opposite of what we're used to. But we are good on the defensive side of the ball. That's going to keep us in games. Um, So looking ahead to Texas this week. And this is a big one. I can't wait for it. Going to this game, Um, this is going to be my first game that I get to see Texas Tech play in live. Um, I'm pumped up for it. It's a red out. It's a 2.30 p.m. kickoff. You know, not great. Could have been a night game. That probably would have been better, especially if we had a blackout going. Uh, But it's a lot better than an 11 a.m. game. So I'll take it. I'm not mad about it. I remember my freshman year at Tech. We played Texas at 11 a.m., so I think it will be a better atmosphere than that. This could be the last time we play them in Big 12 play in Lubbock. It could be the last time we play them in Lubbock for a long, long time. Or the last time we play them in Big 12 play 
in either Lubbock or Austin, depending on what happens over the next year. Now, I actually like how our defense matches up with their offense in this game. Because I think the strong point of our defense is our front seven. And now our secondary has also looked good. But I, th- I think that if Hudson Card or Quinn Ewers, I'm not sure who's going to start for them. But if either of them are playing and a bit hobbled, that's going to put a lot of pressure on their running game. And I think our front seven is really, really sol- solidly built to cope with their running game. I think that we're going to give them a long day. And I've seen some Texas fans laughing at claiming that we have a good defense. I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to be honest. If you're laughing at the notion that Texas Tech has a good defense, then you probably haven't seen Texas Tech play. Because Texas Tech has a darn good defense, and we all know it. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I believe the spread's at 6.5 right now. If this moves to 7, uh, I'd take Texas Tech in it. Our last three games in Lubbock, it was a one-possession game. One of those was an eight-point game. But pretty much every game that we've played over the last six years in Lubbock has come down to that last drive. Obviously, in 2016, Patrick Mahomes uh, threw that, I believe, second or third down pass to Dylan Cantrell where he was a bit out of bounds. And then in 2018, Jet Duffy led us back. I can't believe Jet Duffy did that before little Jordan Humphreys made that Crabtree-esque catch. And then 2020, um, I'm not going to even talk about that one. We were up 15 with three minutes to go. I forget. I've completely forgotten everything that's happened after that point. But anyways, I I think this is going to be a one-possession game either way. I think having the home crowd behind us will help. Um, Can we establish the run early against that Texas Texas front seven? Can Donovan Smith, or if it's Baron Morton getting in there, which, I mean, look, Donovan Smith has not been the guy so far. He, he had a great last drive against Houston. He had a great overtime against Houston. But he has not been the guy that we were hoping that he could be so far. It would not shock me to see Baron Morton get significant playing time in this game. Um, I will state he went four for seven. A lot of his passes looked like they were on the rope, on a rope. I mean, just bullets that he was tossing in there. And then that interception, he threw it behind the receiver. I'm not blaming the receiver for that one. Receiver was going left to right, hit him behind him, popped up, picked off. That That's on Barry Morton. You have to hit him in stride there. But I, I still believe that one of our quarterbacks could step up to this moment. I think this is a winnable game for Texas Tech. Our offensive line has to do better. And one big thing that we are getting back is our starting left guard, west and right. And don't get me wrong, that the left guard is not our only problem on the offensive line. Not by a long shot. Our left side has been a mess as of late. A complete mess as of late. Uh, Peterson has not played well. Hopefully Weston Wright can help him up and Peterson can step up to this moment. I still believe he has the capability to do so. Um, he's shown flashes of it. He got better in the second half against Houston. But as our unit, the offensive line, was, we knew it would be a problem. It's worse than we expected so far. But then again, I mean, our defense got slaughtered against Texas last year and then turned it around. They looked really good in the last four games. They looked good against West Virginia in the game right after that. Things can flip in a hurry in Big 12 play. We played a really good team. Uh, there's no doubt about that. NC State has a good D-line. I don't think Texas has a, as good of a D-line as NC State had. 
I, I think there's a lot of reason for optimism in this game. This is also an important game for Texas, too. Quinn Ewers, if he plays, he's not 100%. They need to get to that OU game 2-0 and in Big 12 play. That means beating Texas Tech on the road. That means beating West Virginia. If Quinn Ewers starts, this is the first road game that he's played at at the college level. This is, would be UT's first road game of the year, and this is a tough atmosphere to play. It's going to be made even tougher by uh, what's going on in the background. But overall, I, I think this is going to be a competitive game against Texas. It's going to be a one-possession game. I've said this is going to be a win since probably May or June. I'm going to keep saying this. This is what we need right now. Look, we had a big letdown on national TV last weekend in prime time. Now you get a chance on national TV again to beat Texas. Uh, this is what this team needs. This is the opportunity this team needs. So anyways, just looking a bit around the Big 12 here. A um, few good games coming up this weekend. This is also a Southwest Conference weekend. We got SMU hosting TCU at 11 a.m. We got Texas Tech hosting Texas at 2.30 p.m. At 5 p.m., uh, we're going to be getting Houston and Rice going at it. And then 6 p.m., we have Texas A&M and Arkansas up in uh, Jerry World. So that's kind of a background noise to this one. But around the Big 12, we have West Virginia minus three at Virginia Tech. I think Neil Brown's a dead man walking. I'm going to be honest. I'm fading Neil Brown no matter what. Uh, then we have Baylor at Iowa State. Iowa State is minus two and a half. Neither offense is good. Uh, neither offense is good at all. I do think Baylor is probably a bit better of a team, and they're going to be coming out plus money at this one, so I'd take the money line. But that also may be a game that I just stay away from. TCU at SMU. SMU had a tough loss this weekend. I don't believe in TCU either. This is a home game for SMU. With the Sunny Dyke stuff, I think they're going to be a bit more amped up. That's opening as Pickham. I think SMU has a bit of an edge in this one. Then Duke at Kansas minus nine. I'll tell you what, I'm taking the over. Kansas over. I think Kansas has one of the best offenses in the Big 12. I can't say believe I'm saying this, but I think they also have a bad defense. I faded Kansas last week against Houston. Not doing that again. I do think they cover the minus nine against Duke and that they hit the over. Uh, Texas right now at minus six and a half at Texas Tech. Again, think this is a one possession game. If I can buy the extra half point to get up to seven, I'm taking that with Texas Tech. I'm also sprinkling a little bit on Texas Tech's money line. Uh, Kansas State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's minus 13. Man, Oklahoma looked good last week against Nebraska. I'll tell you what, I think that OU's probably going to finish the regular season first in the Big 12. I still haven't given up on Kansas State, but Adrian Martinez, he needs to step it up. He looks worse and worse as the weeks go by. I think OU covers that minus 13 at home. Although I, I'm not giving up on Kansas State. I think it's really wide open in the Big 12. I think OU's kind of on a separate tier than Baylor, Kansas State, Iowa State. I, I think they're all still going to have something to stay, say, especially Oklahoma State, although their win against Arizona State looks a lot worse after uh, that Eastern Michigan win over them. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be an interesting year in the Big 12 play. I think there's a good chance that Oklahoma or that Texas Tech stays competitive, stays at least at the middle of the pack. And uh, look, it was a bad game. It was a really bad game. 
We lost Texas 70-35 last year. This is not a worse game than that one was. Um, there, there's a lot of problems on this team. By I, I don't know how fixable the offensive line is, but I do think that it, it could get better, especially with Weston Wright coming in. We just need Landon Peterson to play better on that left side too. That unit as a whole needs to play better, but at least if we have Landon Peterson playing up to his potential, which I think that he's more than capable of doing that, and Weston Wright coming back, at least if you have the left side protected, you're quarterback can scramble to the right side of the pocket all three of our quarterbacks are righties that means they're on their throwing side they're rolling out the way you want them to where they can continue to read downfield i think this is going to be a great game against texas excited for this weekend i i think texas tech can win this game uh we're gonna have to shut down that run the front seven is gonna have to play even better than they have against houston and nc state but i think it's more than doable especially if their quarterbacks hobbled um our offense is going to need to get it together quick. Um, if our defense can hold them 24, our offense needs to be able to score 28. That's more than doable. They're more than capable of that. We have the we have the personnel to do that. We have really good running backs. We have a lot of receivers with high ceilings. Um, our offensive line, if they can give Donovan Smith or Baron Morton, Tyler Shuck, well, not Shuck this week, but whoever is back there, if they can give them just a half a second more, I think that you can see a lot different team. Um, but can't wait for this weekend. Uh, wreck him, horns down, and I'll be back here next week, hopefully after a huge, huge win over Texas and maybe sending them to the SEC with an L in this one.